eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. El Clásico is here. Real Madrid against Barcelona fighting for La Liga. We got Jimmy Conrad and we give you everything. Betting tips, analysis, predictions, storylines, narrative, fun, banter, anything that you want. El Clásico is this weekend and we have everything that you need. Plus Premier League coverage, United States Women's National Team, NWSL, Bundesliga and so much more. Weekend preview, Que Golazo begins right now. The 2021 Masters is underway and the First Cut Golf Podcast has you covered with round-by-round -round coverage after every tournament day. Rick Gaiman, Kyle Porter, and the First Cut crew are breaking down the odds board every night and bringing you analysis from the grounds of Augusta National. Go join the First Cut Golf Podcast available wherever you're listening to this pod. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kego Lasso. It's our weekend preview. And my God, El Clásico. El Clásico. I'm going to say it again. El Clásico. <laughs> Here with Jimmy Conrad. Jimmy C, what's up, man? How are you? I am very excited for this El Clásico. It, it has so much riding on it. If, in my opinion, whoever wins this El Clásico, probably goes on to win the league because I don't think Atletico Madrid's going to hang on on top. So there's so much riding on this particular game. I've been to a couple of El Clasicos in person, both at the camp now and at the Bernabeu. And uh, they're very special, special occasions. Uh, I know fans won't be there, but it doesn't change what's at stake. It's a beautiful game. It's uh, arguably the most popular in Europe. I mean, you could say Boca River, of course, uh, you know, from a South American, Latin American perspective, but El Clásico just gives you so many memories. Uh, also, statistically, from a global audience, everybody just tunes in. And it's Real Madrid against Barcelona Saturday, uh, 3 p.m. Eastern. It's going to be fantastic. And like you said, Jimmy, I totally agree. I think whoever wins this, honestly, is on course on winning La Liga. It's obviously not done and dusted. Barcelona still has to face Atletico Madrid, but it's just, it, it, it's written in the stars, I think. Just whoever wins this really goes on. And to be honest, the theme here, Jimmy, and I'll let you, um, you know, add on an echo, and of course, uh, you know, injuries, and, and, and we'll get into betting tips, everybody. And by the way, because this is Week in Preview, don't worry. We got your Premier League. We got everything else that's going on. The United States Women's National Team plays as well. NWSL coming up as well. So much more from Jimmy. Uh, but we want to begin with El Clásico. It's so big. Um, and one thing is uh, Real Madrid coming in here with confidence, 
Barcelona coming in here with a little bit of more uh, energy, I guess, because the last time they played was Monday. So they got that extra. But, you know, it doesn't matter. Everything goes out the window. All right. Give me your thoughts uh, primarily on El Clásico Real Madrid against Barcelona. Yes, I'm going to start pontificating now about this particular matchup. It is such a special occasion, like I mentioned before. Like you said, Luis, it doesn't really matter about form per se. I think the blood boils a little bit different when these two face each other. I had the incredible opportunity to be there for their 100th anniversary for, for Catalonia, and, and they're trying to get independence uh, from, from Spain, right? I don't know how much you guys know about the off the field stuff, but it does impact what happens on the field, it really does. I, th- I think there's some emotional response to to what Madrid stands for from a Catalonian perspective and Barcelona perspective and vice versa, right? It's kind of, I don't know, it's the Bohemians versus the the people. I don't know, I want to get into it in, like, in, in mince words or get it wrong, but but it's very formal, the royal family of Madrid versus kind of the, 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 the Bohemians of, of Catalonia. Anyway, I went down a completely different direction here. Let's talk about form though, because Real Madrid come into this having won their last five games. And now they have an unbeaten run that stretches back 12 matches in particular, which is unbelievable. Barcelona haven't lost in the league since mid-December. They've won six straight as well. So this is, uh, what is that? An immovable object? Uh, it's an unstoppable, an unstoppable force. force. Yeah, I think that's where we're at. What's really interesting about this particular game is that Kareem Benzema, I'm going to bring him up because he's second in scoring for La Liga. He's behind Messi, five goals behind him. On his way to his best ever goal scoring campaign. Like if he keeps going. Okay. Which is, that's great info. He, he has not scored in El Clasico since April, 2016, Luis. That's nine El Clasicos that he hasn't scored in. That is wild, but he probably hasn't come into an El Clasico on the back of the form that he's in right now, which is nine goals in his last eight games in all competitions. The dude is on fire. And yes, even though he didn't score against Liverpool, very influential in that particular game. When he's playing at that level, it's going to open up space for Asensio, who's now scored four goals in his last four games. Prior to that, Luis, Asensio only scored two goals in the other 30 games. What? That is wild. And then you have Vinicius Jr., who's decided to get his scoring boots on, and now he scored a brace against Liverpool and played very, very well. I do believe that Barcelona have some vulnerabilities in the back that can be exposed. Ronald Koeman definitely deserves more respect and admiration that I think he's gotten, right? He, he inherited a dumpster fire of a situation. President's going out. There are a billion dollars in debt. Leo Messi wants to leave. And he has somehow managed that with, with, with patience and skill. I didn't even know that Ronald Koeman had this, but, but he has it in his bag. And they're playing this 3-4-3 formation. They found a formation that they've unlocked. Frankie de Jong, who normally is a central midfielder, is playing kind of a libero, I think is the, is the phrase that... Uh, which it's kind of, and it's not a sweeper, right? In the back three, it's kind of right in front of these two center backs. Yeah, it's the protector in front of the center backs. That's right. Yeah, but then he can drop off. And so I'm really curious to see how him, like De Jong versus Benzema, which I've never thought I'd ever say tactically. Like, well, I want to see how (laughs) Benzema does against De Jong, but we're probably going to see that in some capacity. So that front three for Madrid, Benzema, Vinicius Jr. and Asensio, who I expect will start, even though they still have to be rested for Liverpool midweek. That is going to be... Interesting to see how they do against De Jong, Lenglet, and most likely Mingueza. So, yeah, big, big game for, for both sides, obviously. 
Yeah, absolutely. And by the way, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see that I'm wearing Barcelona and Jimmy's wearing Real Madrid. But actually, uh, and we'll tell you our, our picks uh, later on, there's going to be a twist of a narrative here uh, <laughs> opposing to what we're wearing. But just to give you a little bit more uh, insight and context, everybody, La Liga right now, Atletico Madrid, uh, as we're taping, of course, as this comes out, uh, as the weekend unfolds, leads La Liga with 66 points. But that lead is very disingenuous because, you know, things are going against their way, uh, you know, throughout you the see, whole course. Did you see that Luis Suarez got hurt? Now he's out. So that's a major problem already, right? Yeah, and yeah, and yeah. as we mentioned before, they have to face Barcelona at some point as well. So we are expecting that this Atletico Madrid lead in La Liga is going to go away at some point. And El Clásico is a major part, major protagonist of that story. Barcelona in second place with 65 points. Real Madrid in third place with 63 points. Barcelona wins. They go top of the table at least, you know, uh, you know, for a certain amount of time. Real Madrid wins. They go even on points with Atleti, of course, depending on what happens in the league. Even though uh, points, whatever, it doesn't matter. It's just about climbing up that table and getting closer and closer to the top. Another another lead to this narrative, by the way, outside Santiago Bernabeu, Barcelona is already trolling. They've got a huge banner with Frankie de Jong and Pedri alongside the message, Gana de Clásico. <laughs> so can't wait for the classical, basically, but right outside Santiago Bernabeu. And that was a week uh, or a week and a half ago after Sergio Ramos's Amazon Prime's documentary, the season two, went above instead of Laporta's original banner as well. So you can see all these things happening. Obviously, Sergio Ramos not playing, but you can tell, uh, you know, what we're trying to get at here. So, Jimmy, specifically, we talked a little bit about Real Madrid, Karim Benzema, really important, et cetera. Give me a little bit more on... Uh, Barcelona, because I'm thinking about not just Lionel Messi, but Usman Dembele. Like, how big could he be for this one? Oh, absolutely huge. I mean, Usman Dembele, for everybody that doesn't know, has finally got healthy. He, he's finally getting a, a, a run of games and, and being influential for the team. And that ultimately, given his, his speed, of course, but his finishing ability with both feet, uh, he gets himself in great spots. And I think for a while there, and I think we see this with a lot of younger players, but to liken him to Vinicius Jr., he found himself in good spots, but he wouldn't always have that, that little bit of composure, taking that half second, that half beat to maybe just take a breath or relax and then hit your shot. But he's finding that form. He scored a massive goal this past weekend against Real Valladolid uh, to give Barcelona the 1-0 win, a very important 1-0 win in the 91st minute, right? So he's going to come in with a ton of confidence. I think that he will start in that false nine spot and really try to stretch the back line of Real Madrid, who without Sergio Ramos, without Rafael Varane, obviously some big question marks there, but I thought that Militao and Nacho did a very good job against Liverpool in particular. You think that's going to stay for this game? I do. I do think that they're going to stay with that. Varane won't be back and, and Sergio Ramos won't be back. I, I think you're going to see that back too. Again, Casemiro is going to be very important in front of them. He's a walking yellow card. Actually went on William Hill because I thought for sure that there's going to be a line of, of Casemiro getting a yellow card in this one. And they won't offer the line. And we all know why, because he's going to get a yellow card for sure. It's like handing yeah. us money for free. So, yeah. so Casemiro, obviously very important. I thought that Zidane had a tactical masterclass against Liverpool, really limited uh, Salah and Mane. They couldn't really get going, couldn't establish a rhythm, put a lot of pressure, forced, kind of funneled everything in the middle. And I'm curious to see if they're going to try. And very direct. They were very direct. As soon as they got the ball, boom. It's because it's because Liverpool play a high line. And I don't think that Barcelona will do that as much. I think they're going to learn some valuable lessons there. I think Lenglet and Mingueza will drop off a bit. But I'm curious as to where Asensio and Vinicius are going to want to try to pick it up because 
because De Jong plays that libero position and kind of steps right in front of, or he can really go anywhere he wants in between the two center backs, but he could block those passing lanes. He can make that entry pass a little bit harder. So lots to unpack here from a tactical standpoint. So do you think that Real Madrid's lineup is going to be exactly the same? I I don't, that's a good question because they still have to concentrate on Liverpool the following week. And that was a point I wanted to bring up since the international break, Barcelona's only played once and against Real Valladolid, they needed a 91st minute goal to win that one, one zero. Yeah, sure. They had more possession and more opportunities, but they Valladolid played very courageously and, and almost got out of there, scraped a, scraped the point that said Madrid have played twice and they played against a bar and one, two, zero. And then they just beat Liverpool. They're going to get a ton of confidence from that. Asensio in particular, Vinicius in, in particular, guys that are stepping up uh, and, and making plays. I think that front three is going to be the same. I, because of the importance of this game, because it's El Clasico, I, I don't see how Cruz or Modric or Casemiro, even if they're tired going, uh, hey, boss, can I have this one off? Like, it's El Clasico, you know? So I, I actually think we're going to see the same team. And maybe we'd see a change because they have that two-goal cushion against Liverpool, even though Liverpool have that away goal, maybe there'd be a change in that second leg, but I don't see too many changes. I think Zidane goes into that locker room saying, hey, listen, I need you guys to get this out for the next... Yeah, just keep going. Game. Just keep go rolling. next 10 days. Right. And now when you look at Barcelona, to your point about Dembele, uh, you know, uh, against uh, Valladolid, Dembele kind of played that nine, actually. And it was Griezmann and Messi kind of behind him. Obviously, they rotate a little bit as, uh, during the course. But you mentioned Frankie de Jong playing that libero role. Uh, that midfield, because it goes across, right? you got Busquets, Pedri, Jordi Alba on one side, Serginio Dest on the other one. It's going to be almost similar to that Monday game as well. I'm wondering, what do you think that Barcelona lineup is going to look like? Not many changes, I guess. I mean, Pjanic wasn't used at all on Monday. Um, you know, I'm just wondering what you think in terms of specifically of Barcelona's lineup. I love that you brought up Pjanic because they have to be looking at that. Like, why did we sign this guy? He's done yeah, he didn't even play. nothing for us. Uh, they should have just kept Arthur and, and gone from there. But yeah, anyway, amen. I think, I think Tristegan's going to be in goal. Um, if you're going to win anything of consequence during a season, you need your goalkeeper at some point to make big saves. We saw it with Keeler Navas for PSG yesterday in the champions league. So Tristegan Courtois, those guys, whoever's going to win this one or get a result, they, these guys are going to have to make a big save at some point along the way. So Tristegan's in goal for sure. Lenglet, De Jong, and Mingueza. Uh, let's just put it in a 3-4-3. Yeah. Jordi Alba is going to is going to bomb forward. Serginho Dest are going to be both out wide. And why I think that's important, before they were in a back four, De Jong would push in the middle, and you'd have that Alba, very traditional Alba, Jordi Alba, Lenglet, Mingueza, Dest. But because they now start higher, it pins the outside backs of the other team from really going forward. So I don't think we're going to see Ferlon Mendy have as much influence going forward. I think Vasquez is going to be pinned back as well. And that hurts Madrid because they do a pretty good job of creating numerical advantages with their wingers because Vasquez in particular, because he's so good at getting in the ball and hitting crosses from deep, which then will limit Benzema's influence, right? If he doesn't have any crosses and doesn't have any service from either side, it's going to be harder for Benzema to hold up the ball in a more meaningful way or get on the end of crosses in the box. So I like that. It's like Jedi mind tricks that Kuman's doing just by starting his players, his outside backs, 15, 20 yarders higher up the field. Yeah. Then you got mm -hmm. Pedri. Why we must go. <laughs> you got Pedri in the middle, who's been an incredible re revelation, a young Fantastic. player. So good. And he just continues to build with confidence. Busquets is interesting. He's going to sit and be kind of the pivot guy, help the team transition. 
and his understanding, because De Jong grew up in the Ajax system, which is very similar to the Barcelona system. So they have a very good, uh, you know, if De Jong does happen to like, let's say, pick up the ball and, and run past midfielder Busquets, Busquets will just drop in and be the libero. Yeah, that's so. why when you talk about, sorry to interrupt, but that's why De Jong, it's funny when we talk about the libero role, it's actually in a way shared between Busquets and De Jong. Yeah, it is. Um, it is. Busquets doesn't, you know, he, he does push up a little bit, but it's really a switch, like you said. De Jong sometimes will be like, all right, I'm going to go up. It's a really interesting, intriguing win to, uh, to to do it. So, sorry, go ahead. I just wanted to no, add the battle kind of switching. I, I'm, I'm with you on that. The only, I think where this kind of plays into Barcelona's hands is that Benzema's, he's fast, but he's not like blazing fast. And neither is De Jong or Busquets. So it's going to really be on Vinicius and Asensio to stretch Barcelona a little bit so they can create those pockets for for Casemiro or, or who has been bombing forward a little bit more and Modric and Cruz to kind of control that midfield. But I love it. I mean, Pedri against these old old heads for, for Madrid are going to be really exciting to see. And then you have Griezmann, even though he just had his third baby. Here's a fun fact. I read this. Oh, Griezmann had his third baby on Thursday. He's still slated to play this game. All three of Griezmann's kids. Dude, I hope you're sitting down for this. All three of them have been born on the same day. That and is that, so weird. That's weird. That is some weird. Maybe, maybe. That's like maybe. Uh, Griezmann with France or back with Atleti. He never misses, right? Just- <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. Here we go. It's like they they, they circle a, a date on their calendar. Like, hey, let's get pregnant here. So they yeah, because be I have a Clasico coming up. <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm not in the Champions League anymore, so I can. Re- it's so weird. All right, that is, well, that is weird. And then, and you got, of course, you got Dembele in the nine, and then Messi's going to do what Messi's well, going to do. Well, let's 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 go with Lionel Messi. A few statistics here for you. Saturday's Clasico is going to be Lionel Messi's twenty, uh, no, forty fifth, and that's going to equal Sergio Ramos's one. Uh, he he leads the all-time Pichichi in El Clasico with 26 goals. But he hasn't scored in one since Cristiano Ronaldo left. Uh, and that was back in May 2018, which is kind of incredible. Uh, obviously, he plays a pivot to row in it. But anyway, it's going to be his 45th Clasico. Uh, ironically, equaling Sergio Ramos because Sergio Ramos won't be able to play in it. Uh, but that that's a tremendous thing. But it all obviously ends with Lionel Messi. And it could be. His last classical. We don't know that, right? It could be. I don't know. I, I sense that the momentum of him leaving has shifted a bit. I don't. Since La Porta came. Yeah, I, I think that really helped kind of at least calm it down for a while. Let them see out the season. And and again, I can't say enough about Ronald Koeman for really kind of getting this dumpster fire under control. It still might be a dumpster fire underneath, but he's kept the flames down a little bit. To to further some other stats with Messi, he currently ranks first for chances created in La Liga this this term with sixty three big chances created. 17 and has a high expected assist. Uh, if you guys want him on William Hill to get an assist in this one, which more than likely plus 188. That's not so, bad. Yeah. And, and if he provides two assists this weekend, he'll become the, just the fifth player to record double figures for both goals and assists in Europe's top five leagues this season. He's got 23 goals. He leads all of La Liga. The guys is he's unbelievable. Messy. He's unbelievable. He is unbelievable. I, I feel honored that I got to play against him once uh US versus Argentina in the Copa America back in 2007. I got a clean tackle on him and I wish we could oh, roll, a clip. Beautiful. We could we roll the clip. Beautiful. Not, not too many people get a clean tackle on Louis uh Leo Messi, Luis. So No, I, it was a beautiful tackle. It was I good. remember. It was good. And Raquel made, Raquel made tried to no look pass and I read it. That's what makes me feel even more special for me, but uh, it happens you, so fast somebody else can see it. On the pitch same time as Riquelme, one of my all time. Uh, it's amazing. I did, did the I, same tackle as well, but it was on my sister. <laughs> she was, I, tell you, I was uh, 11. Wow. Well, that must have been a nice clean tackle then. She probably yeah. haven't, hasn't forgiven you for that. Yeah, she I, has. Fun fact about that game. 
Raquel made. So it's a Copa America. It was like a legit game. First game of the group stage. The dude didn't tie his shoes for the first 20 minutes. I was like, who the, who does Raquel may think he is? Doesn't tie his shoes. Cause we're he's a status. man. He can do whatever I, he so, wants. So we, we scored first Luis. Okay. We, Eddie Johnson got in, we got a penalty. He scores it one zero. We're up as after Eddie scores, I run past Raquel may I grab his arm and I tell him to tie his shoes. <laughs> what did he say? He looked at me like I burned a hole through my soul. Okay. And, <laughs> and, uh, and if you guys know the Raquel may stare, it's not one that you want to be on the end of. Nah, so, so let's fast forward 10 minutes later. They have a free kick, like 15 yards off the top of the box. He ties his shoes before the free kick. They score on the free kick and we end up losing four one. Moral of the story, don't ever tell Raquel May to tie his goddamn shoes. Biggest regret of my life. 100%. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. All right, listen, we've given you everything you wanted. We've built it up. We've just like, you know, Spielberg back in the day or, or Scorsese <laughs> short film. We brought it all together now into a beautiful package. And now we're going to wrap it up. We're going to do our picks right now. I'm wearing Barcelona and Jimmy's wearing Real Madrid, but there's a twist. I told you earlier on. So, Jimmy, give me your prediction for this game. So I'm going with Barcelona. <laughs> I have this Madrid kit and I have a ton of Madridistas uh, as friends. And, and um, you know, I have nothing but respect for, for the club and all the fans of the club. And I signed a one-day contract with them a long time ago as a joke with Mourinho and all that stuff. Uh, we'll save that story for another time. I think that because Barcelona don't have those midweek games to contest, they don't have to think about anything else. They do have the Copa del Rey final next weekend, but no midweek game, whereas... Obviously, Real Madrid's right in the thick of it. I just think that's going to make a difference. I think they're going to be a little bit sharper. They kind of got the nerves out after the international break against Real via Delete. I think they can build some momentum off of that. And I just think that Messi's going to show up. And when Messi decides to show up for these games, I think he's going to find the space to make that happen, especially in this formation they have a lot of confidence in. I like Messi to score, Barcelona to win, and both teams to score, plus 360, or plus 380, excuse me, on William Hill. Uh, it feels... It feels like that's going to happen. I could see a 2-1 in favor of Barcelona. Yeah. Um, so I'm wearing Barcelona, but I'm going uh, with Real Madrid. Uh, okay. I'm a, right. I'm a big, uh, I love Barcelona. And any, anybody that follows my work, okay, you cannot deny everything that I've done for you. Every piece of content, way more. But I just think, I think exactly the same as you. Both teams are going to score. Messi's going to score. But I think this is Kareem Benzema's day. And I just think that he will be the one to take it over. I, listen, this you is... Think, you think he's due then? I he think hasn't he's scored. In, in last night, El Clasico, the guy hasn't scored. And Messi hasn't scored since Cristiano Ronaldo has been there. So, like, it's, 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 okay. it's, it's, it's a, it's a pop-up, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? No, no, listen, I love like, that. I love that. But listen, if Jim, Jimmy, if, if Barcelona win, I'm like, well, yeah, okay, fair enough. They're, they're, nobody's running away with this. But you know what's funny? And Jimmy texted this before we started taping. It's going to be a draw. <laughs> it's just going to be, it's yeah. going to be a high-scoring draw, like two all or something, which isn't a bad bet, I think, actually. Okay, so uh -huh. f I'll start with your first one. Kareem Benzema to score Real Madrid to win both teams to score is plus five hundred on That's William good. Hill. It's good, and I agree with you. I could see a two-two draw. That's plus two eighty for the draw. If you if you want the draw, excuse me, the draw plus both teams scoring, that is plus three ten. So it jumps up a little bit there. I I get the sense that sometimes when teams know they need to win, because as I said at the very beginning, whoever wins this really kicks them on, right? This is a six point swing for either whoever wins this. Plus, you're getting on Atletico Madrid, who face Real Betis. 
this weekend and Betty's on Sunday. In six. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, Betty's are, they're not like mid table. No, they're they really have any Yeah. They're in six. They need to win this game as well. They're at home. They're pretty good at home. And without Luis Suarez, Atletico, I mean, I think Atleti's in, in big trouble. And I think these two teams, Barcelona and Real Madrid can sense it. I could see a draw as well because it matters so much because everything is at stake in this one. I could see a draw, but I also could see Messi. I don't see Madrid winning, but I respect where you're coming from. And, and maybe I should go with you. you. You've hit a couple of big ones like PSG winning 3-2 over Bayern Munich. Well, who predicts that? You, yeah, but I, I, was, I was due one because I was so wrong with so many other that's That is, no, not only did game. you get the right result, you had the right score. Line. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Hey, you celebrate when you hit it, right? But El Clasico, in every single one, a high-scoring draw, Barcelona to win both teams to score, Real Madrid to win and both teams to score, they're all pretty decent bets. And I think that any of them can happen. It's just about where where you're going with and ultimately what Jimmy just said, which is somebody wants it because there's a team that's leading the table. That's really not looking good. Somebody wants it. Who's going to be that person. And obviously Lionel Messi would be the protagonist in all of that. But I just, I don't know why I just feel that maybe just maybe Real Madrid, but I, I wouldn't be far off if either Barcelona win or, or there's a draw. So yeah, did that help you? Cause I just gave you so many. <laughs> no, no, well, no, I think it does. I think it gives everybody something to think about and to consider context, before. a little context, yeah, context and, and something to consider. I do want to say that because Nacho and Militao jumped in to play center back for Madrid somewhat surprisingly, right? Veron was such a last minute thing. I don't think Liverpool could really prepare. And I think that Zidane made his tactics very clear and simple for his team. And it worked. Next time they play Liverpool, it's not going to work, right? Liverpool now have those 90 minutes to look at to figure out how to create space. Yeah. Uh, Barcelona are looking at that same video, right? They're looking at the same thing. Oh, wow. Look, let's see how they're going to try to stack up Messi now. Dembele is different than Diego Jota. Diego Jota for Liverpool likes to drop in and go find the ball. Dembele is going to stretch you. He's going to run the corners. He's going to run the channels. And that's going to create space for Messi. It's going to make a difference. And if Griezmann, who can play to the level and obviously having a kid, I assume just as a human being, that's going to throw you off a little bit, even if you have a ton of help and you have your family. You want one of these, don't you? Like on that day. Yeah. 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 You do. Yeah. Yeah. But so maybe that'll elevate his game too. Hey, your point about Dembele, by the way, uh, why don't we do that? Let's just, just for fun. Just if, if Barcelona win Dembele to score both teams to win, um, you know, Barcelona, both both teams to score Barcelona to win Dembele to score. Yeah. Plus 600. That's you, that's a really good bet. It I is good. It is. Let me see. So so score the anytime goal scorers. Okay, if you want Kareem Benzema to score anytime minus 120, which means if you're new to this, you have to bet 120 to win 100. Yeah, there's no point in that. Leo Messi's minus 118, and then for Dembele, it's plus 220 for him to score anytime. So here's what I'm saying. That's not a, ignore, that's not a bad bet. Scoring anytime, Usman Dembele. Maybe Griezmann, you ignore Griezmann's plus 240. Yeah. Oh, so maybe you ignore Jimmy and me and you just like go for Dembele and and see what happens. I don't know. All I know is this. There's going to be goals. I will be damned. I will be sent to hell if this is a stalemate. There's no way. Hold on. Hold on. I know everybody like, let's talk Premier League. We want to move on and talk about that. I do. I want to see the exact score for zero zero. Yeah, just give me that and then we'll move on. We promise. Uh, okay, so so everybody, the, come on now. The one the one one draw is the favorite scoreline on William Hill. If you bet that exactly, it's plus five seventy five. That's not zero, bad. Zero zero is plus fourteen hundred. It's never gonna be zero zero. It's plus never gonna be zero. The, the, the two two though is plus one thousand. That's not too bad either. There you go. And that, my friends, is El Clasico. Uh, Saturday, three p.m. Eastern. And by the way, right after that game, you will see Jimmy, myself, 
and Heath Pierce to recap the action. There is no weekend recap on Sunday. That will be a recap, El Clásico, right after that game. So make sure that you tune in to wherever you listen to your pods, Saturday around, I don't know, later that night or whatever. Okay? So that was El Clásico. When we come back, don't worry, everybody. The Premier League is here. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Kegolazo Weekend Preview, the Premier League. We didn't forget about you. My God, some good games here. Let's begin with the very, well, no, because the very beginning is actually Friday, right? Fulham against Wolves, I believe. But let's begin with a, a big game, I think, on Saturday morning, right? Man City against Leeds. You want to go there first, Jimmy? Yeah, we can go there first. For me, this feels like one-way traffic, but I do like the narrative of Pep Guardiola taking on one of his mentors in Marcelo Bielsa. Uh, Manchester City are now four games away. I think if they win four wins, they've clinched the league title. And as we've discussed before, I think they want to win that league title as soon as humanly possible so they can focus on the other competitions that they're in. So this is, this is going to be a good game. But I do think Man City are the heavy favorites like they always are. Leeds, though, have won uh, back-to-back matches uh, by a two-to-one scoreline. What's interesting about Leeds, they haven't won three games in the league in a row. I don't think that's English. They haven't won three (laughs) three games in a row in the league uh, all season. And so even if they were playing, I don't know, West Brom at this point, I don't know if they'd do it. Like every time I think, all right, they're going to kick on and get that that third game in a row. They haven't done it. And I think that's Mm. an interesting trend for, for Marcelo Bielsa's team. Yeah, there's nothing to take away from them, uh, seeing as they're 11th and is their first season back for a long time. But and also this Man City Leeds game, from a tactical perspective, is always entertaining. It's always so good. Two opposing philosophies going against each other. But uh, I agree with you. I mean, Man City is going to take this. Well, well. Do, I, mean, do I, I will say, good... I will, I will say very quickly that it was one-one, the last time they played each other. And it should have been so much more. Of course, it should have been. I, I'm leaving that. So part what do you out. think? But it, what, but it what was one-one. No, I got City winning. They're the heavy favorites on William Hill. By how much? Minus 390. You got to bet almost 400 bucks to win 100. What about... Leads to win straight up is plus 950. Yeah, that's not happening. So what if you make it like 3-1 City and, you know, uh, somebody like Riyad Mahrez gets a goal or something like that? Yeah, okay. So both teams to score and... Yeah, Leeds gets one, but it's 3-1 or something. Okay, so Riyad Mahrez. Okay, thanks, William Hill. Let me look that up. They just about beat Borussia Dortmund, by the way. It's not like they're like, you know, super. I mean, I know it's Man City, but, you know, you never know. So Riyad Mahrez to score, Man City to win. Both teams to score plus 320. That's that's crazy. That's actually a lot less than I thought it was going to be. The problem is, though, Jimmy, is that Man City. You don't know who's going to start, though, for Man City. Exactly. So that's it. So take that with a pinch. All right, let's move on. Then, Where else do you want to go in the Premier League? Well, I actually... You know, Tottenham, Manchester United, obviously a very interesting game. The last time those two teams played, it was in Old Trafford and Spurs won 6-1. You guys oh, yeah, remember that's that game? 6-1. And, and I think that Spurs peaked in that game. I don't think it's been the same for <laughs> yeah. them since. Uh, so I'm kind of curious as to how United are going to handle this. Obviously, they're playing Europa League today, so we can't really give you you know, yeah. the, the by the, the time you hear this, by the time you hear this, just know that we're taping before the Europa League. Yeah, so right. take that with a pinch of salt. 
So, so that's a tough one. You know, you don't know who's going to get rolled out for Ole Gunnar. We never really know who he's going to roll out. They do have to manage their two legs against Granada in the Europa League. I think they're going to do the business as we already talked about them, but, but I don't know this, this game for me feels more, this Spurs have to win this if they want to stay in contention, right? They're on, they're in six on 49 points. United are, I don't say comfortably in second, but kind of comfortably on 60 points, a third and fourth play each other. That's the game I'll get into next Lester uh, against West Ham. So, so I think that this could end up being a tie, you know, I, I, I don't know why it's just always nonstop draws with me ever. I looked at all the games. I'm like, Oh, I, I kind of feel like a draw on that one, you know? And then I realized I'm saying draw for every game. What is wrong with me? And, <laughs> and uh, but I could see like this one, one, you know, the draws plus two forty right now, but, but on William Hill, it's pretty much a toss up. If what I would try to do for you guys, I would look at two, a, a parlay, I think in the premier league this week you know maybe maybe you go with the draw with Tottenham Man United go with the City win and, and maybe we'll throw another game in there and see what that looks like Luis all right I no, I agree with the draw I think it could happen I agree I think Tottenham peaked with that 6-1 uh it's looking very dangerous for them in terms of uh definitely getting Champions League because they're not in it first of all and Liverpool facing Aston Villa I think they're probably going to look for some redemption after that 7-2 loss Chelsea looking good as well so they need something but I don't know if that something is going to come against Manchester United. So I'll give you that draw. So let's go then where? Where do you want to go? Let's well, I'll do West, West Ham, West Ham, Leicester. Uh, I, I, again, I love the draw on both teams to score here. I, West Ham, again, like really impressive coming out of the gate. They had a 3-0 lead over Wolves, but then let it go to 3-2. They had a 3-0 lead over Arsenal, you guys remember, and it got to 3-3. Like there's something... Like they're working their their tails off for the first half and then they just relax and then the other team gets one and then all of a sudden squeaky bum time, you know? So I don't know. It's going to be really interesting to see how they play. They're, they're very good at home. Um, there's only been a couple teams that have taken points off of them. Uh, only Liverpool and Manchester United have left the London Stadium with three points in the Premier League since October. Yeah, well, Leicester City in third place, 56. West Ham in right. fourth with 52, right? And Leicester have lost uh, only to Liverpool away. That's it. That's our only loss in the league away from home to Liverpool. Wow. So, so ah, it's an interesting one for me. Jack Grealish. Uh, excuse me. That's a different game. Uh, it's Jesse, okay. Everybody Jesse, thinks about Jack all the time. It's fine. I do. I think about him all the time and, and his, and his socks, how, how low they are. <laughs> but uh, Jesse Lingard and James Madison kind of going up against each other. I like this one a lot because Jesse Lingard. For that Euro spot. They're trying to get into that Euro spot. So there's a lot writing on this one in a lot of different ways, both individually and collectively. And obviously from the manager's perspective and getting into the champions league and trying to hold off Chelsea are in fifth on 51 points. So they're one point behind West Ham and Chelsea play crystal palace away. Uh, you know, I like, I, I I'll get into that game very quickly after this, but I could see a draw here and both teams to score. I, I, I don't think that West Ham are going to lose, but I also don't see Leicester losing as well. I think everybody can kind of see what's at stake here, which very similar to El Clasico means that they're going to probably split the points and nobody's going to be happy. Yeah, no, I think uh, it's going to be one of those games as well. And by the way, you know, I remember a few weeks ago we were downing West Ham just because of the schedule ahead. They're doing very well. The fact that they're still in the Champions League spot is unbelievable. So definitely up to watch for that one. All right. So really quick about, yeah, just really quick about Chelsea Crystal Palace. Yeah. I I think there's some good value. Chelsea to win in under two and a half goals. I, I predicted the same bet against Porto in the Champions League. It hit. It's plus 220 on William Hill. You should look at that. Crystal Palace, obviously always tough to play against, but they've only scored 15 goals in 15 games at home this season. And that just plays right into Thomas Tuchel, who likes to kind of grind out these 1-0 wins or 2-0 wins. So, so take a look at that. And then Liverpool versus Villa, I, I got to get into it, if only for your sake. Uh, Liverpool need to win this game. 
But of course, they need to get back into the Madrid tie as well in the Champions League. Otherwise, their season could be effectively over. So they need to get a result, but they haven't been very good at Anfield. They've lost six straight or, or haven't won in six straight games. I like the draw here too, which is kind of crazy. But but Villa, I just think are on the precipice, man. They could get back into the conversation, maybe sink into that last European spot. I don't know. Maybe I'm giving you some false hope and all you other Villain fans out there. But they're on ninth on 44 points. Liverpool seventh on 49 points. I think there's something to like here, though. I, it looks like Jack Grealish might not play. I don't. I don't know. But but they got this guy named Trezeguet. Trezeguet can come in and start scoring goals off the bench. Maybe he'll get the start this one. And yeah, and, and Bertrand Traore has been fantastic as well. But I'm just worried that uh, Liverpool they're looking at that seven-two tape and they're angry. So yeah, Villa, yeah, yeah, that too. Villa better be ready. All right, uh, let's move on, shall we? What, okay. Uh, you know, we have a few other games around Europe, and of course, as well. Some international games as well. And over here in the U.S. So let's begin. Let's just wrap it up in Europe. There's a big game in the Bundesliga, Jimmy Conrad. Yes, there is. Uh, I just want to give a shout out to Serie A very quickly because Juve and Inter both won uh, this midweek and Inter won 11 straight games. They're right. cruising to the Scudetto right now. So I want to give a shout out to them. Nothing really sexy happening in Serie A. So let's go to the Bundesliga. Even though Bayern won a big game against RB Leipzig last week to create that seven point gap at the top, which pretty much means they're going to cruise once again to the Bundesliga title. I really like what's happening between third and fourth because two teams, Eintracht Frankfurt and Wolfsburg are battling. Eintracht just beat Borussia Dortmund, so now they got a seven-point lead over Borussia Dortmund, who earned fifth. Eintracht's in fourth to hold on to this championship. These are two teams we didn't expect. Wolfsburg beat them earlier in the season 2-0, but Eintracht are undefeated at home. Seven wins and six draws. Uh, Wolfsburg, only three points behind RB Leipzig, by the way, in third, are still hanging around. <laughs> Again, I can see a draw on the cards. Don't hate me, everybody, but plus 250 for the draw on that one. Uh, Eintracht, very good team. Both of these teams are very good. That's just one to watch. Circle that on your calendar. If you're going to make some time for the Bundesliga, it's a really, really exciting game between two teams that nobody expected to be in this position. So I like that one a lot. And then for all of you American international fans or anybody that loves the U.S. men's national team, Daryl DK will most likely start for Barnsley. They're in fifth right now. Only three points ahead of seventh place Bournemouth in the championship. And you got to get in the top six to to be in the playoff. Well, top two get automatically promoted to the Premier League if you're unaware. And then the next four play in a playoff to, to then whoever wins that little mini tournament will go up to the Premiership as well. He had a brace last time out. I think he'll start. So if you want to put some money on a fan favorite who we want to see start for the U.S. Men's National Team in the future, Daryl DK to score any time is plus 160. For him to score first, it's plus 400. And they are taking on Middlesbrough today, uh, this weekend, uh, who are in 10th. Middlesbrough doesn't have much of a chance, but I don't think it's going to be an easy game for Barnsley. And then finally... I want to talk a little NWSL because it starts. CBS Sports has all the coverage for you, and it starts Woo! with the, the Challenge Cup. They're going to run hey. from, from April 8th all the way to, to May. And the two winners uh, of, or excuse me, the two finalists from the other Challenge Cup, Houston Dash and Chicago, are going to face each other to start the season. I'm very excited about that. And uh, it, it's on Friday. It, it's on CBS. Our own producer, Lisa Roman, is part of that team as well. And you are doing betting tips for the NWSL as well. So, you know, we're showing so much love here. Listen, everybody, CBS Sports is coming to play and win. We love it. Hey, by the way, there's also the United States Women's National Team. That's true. In case you, you know, you wanted some more and you wanted to see the champions, the defending World Cup champions uh, against Sweden, right? I'm excited for that game. It's going to be a great test. Sweden, very good uh, internationally. And then after that, they play, the women play against France. So two very good games in Europe to continue to kind of cut our teeth and make sure we're sharp uh, heading into the Olympics this summer. 
Absolutely. Listen, this was definitely one of our most uh, packed, loaded weekend previews. Don't forget that we have plenty more coming, including a classical recap and much more. Jimmy Conrad, final thoughts before we say adieu. I love this game. I love all the big games and I love that we are fortunate enough to see all of them all at once. What a buffet of options for you guys today or this weekend, excuse me. And uh, El Clasico is really the cherry on top. Amen. My only final thought will be any publisher out there. Uh, I love that you guys promote El Clasico. Just please don't do this. It's not the El Clasico. <laughs> L is the already. Okay, so the, don't worry the, about the it. classica. The the <laughs> classic. Just like the La Liga. So just that, that's it. That's just my only pet peeve. I'll probably tweet about it uh, on Saturday. But hey, like Jimmy said, we love this game. We love to provide so much context and fun for you, uh, Jimmy Conrad. Always a pleasure, my friend. Always a pleasure. Thanks, Luis. Hey, everybody. I want to thank Jimmy Conrad for joining me today. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Kegolasso Pod. We're on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Kegolasso. Listen to us, follow us on Apple Podcasts, leave a rating and review. We're on Spotify, we're on Stitcher, we're on cbsports.com. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day and your weekend, El Clasico, soccer, whatever you're doing. Have a great one. We'll see you next time. Hey everyone, this is Jimmy Conrad, your favorite former U.S. Men's National Team player and the host of the Call It What You Want podcast. And I'm here to tell you that Viore is a versatile clothing brand that speaks my language. It's inspired from the coastal California lifestyle, just like me. Its products stand the test of time, just like me. And also just like me, it endeavors to inspire others to live vibrant, healthy lives. Viore gear is designed to look great in everyday life while also being perfect for any workout activity. I'm currently rocking the Men's Sunday Performance Jogger And don't let the name deceive you. You can wear these babies any day of the week and in any situation. I'm talking going to the office, running errands, the gym, whatever your heart desires, because Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. So get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com slash sports. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash sports. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Again, go to viore.com sports and discover the versatility of Viore clothing.